Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Sveck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks, and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom, how to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Sveck. Welcome. So here's the idea. You've got a 25-year-old or even 35-year-old living with you in your basement. What are you going to do about it or how are you going to encourage them perhaps to move out, start their life? Or maybe they're asking, you know, they're working a minimum wage job, they're making $28,000 a year, and they say to you, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't afford an apartment. I can't afford to live. So what I did is I went on a a website called realtor.ca, and in my book, Um, Shrink Money Advice, if you've read it, you know that I talk about some guidelines for millennials that they should follow, and here's one of them, which is to buy a duplex, live in half, and rent the other half out. And let's do a practical example today. So let me first caution you that obviously there's some random issues that can happen. Um, And, and, you know, you flip a coin, it's a 50-50 chance. In this case, if you buy a building... um, you want to get the best value. And I'm going to have podcasts on, you know, how to negotiate, um, also on how do you do due diligence, how do you uh, look at value. But for the sake of today, the, the topic is getting someone out of your basement. So we're going to make a number of assumptions. The property I chose is 53 Grand Avenue East in Chatham, Ontario, currently listed for $114,900. I've emailed the agent. I haven't looked at it myself. In real estate, we talk about A quality, B, C, and below C. A quality is probably perhaps your house where your child's pretty comfortable, it's beautiful, it, it's clean, it's it's got all the amenities. B quality is a bit lower level, but still the same. C quality is, you know, maybe it needs some painting or cosmetics, but the structure's good. And below C, you really have to look at it with a contractor to look at cost because you're going to have to replace major things. Could even be a roof could be foundation issues, um, all sorts of things. So let's assume $114,900 in Chatham, Ontario will buy you a C-quality building that's, uh, according to the listing, a duplex or is duplexable, and, and you'll you'll go through some of that. And you put in an offer, and in your offer, and again, I'll have a podcast about that, how to offer you, you put in a condition of inspection, 30 days inspection, and you also put a finance condition, meaning that you have 30 days to make sure you can get the money and 30 days to make sure it's not lower than a C quality or you're not looking at any serious nightmares. And again, let's assume you go through all of that and everything's great and you you pick up this property for uh, $100,000. Your your adult child gets a mortgage of $95,000 because they're going to insure it with CMHE financing, and they're going to live in one of the apartments and rent out the other. Now, the $95,000 mortgage is going to cost them $478 a month. That's a 3.69% mortgage for five years locked in, if they can qualify for that. The other option, and I've done this a number of times, is if they can purchase it for, say, even 95000 or less, 
they ask the seller if they will take back a mortgage, first mortgage on the property, for $105,000 at 5%. Now, even $100,000 at 5% only requires a payment of $416.66 per month. It's interest only. The other $478 I quoted from a traditional bank mortgage is one that where you're also paying off part of the principal. So depending on the financial situation and the work of your child, they can choose one or the other. And if the seller is willing to do that, because if the seller doesn't need the money and they take and they sell this property, this investment property, and they receive, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, they're only going to going to be able to get at most three, three and a half percent on a GIC, which is going to reduce their monthly income on that property to about one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty dollars, depending on their tax situation. So by giving them $416, it's a win for them, and it's a win for your child who buys the property. Now, on top of the mortgage payment, you're going to have to pay taxes. Now, this is one of the reasons, and you know, this may sound a bit harsh, but one of the reasons we don't like to invest in Ontario, particularly this town or this city where I live, is that property taxes, municipal taxes, are out of control. Uh, the taxes on this property are probably going to be $1,200 a year, maybe more, maybe a bit less. I'm waiting to get that from the agent. But for the assumption of our discussion, let's assume it's $100 a month for taxes and $100 a month for property insurance. Now, this building has uh, separate hydrometers, but it has one gas meter. So you're going to be paying gas for the tenant, which is always an issue. Let's assume that's going to cost you $200 per month, break it, broken out over 12 months, even though you don't use gas in the... Um, summer, assuming that your appliances are electric, then you'll be looking at a total cost in, including your mortgage, of about $750 to $800 per month. And that would include your mortgage, your taxes, your insurance, and the gas. Now, rents in this area easily go for $850 per month, plus utilities for a two-bedroom apartment. Um, if you think about that, the rent you'll be getting from a tenant will more than offset all of your costs to own this building. Now, there's obviously, there's a significant amount of risk because you may have a difficult time finding a tenant. Probably not a problem today, but you may have a problem finding a tenant that's going to pay you on time and be a good tenant. Because in Ontario, the issue that we have, of course, as being if you're going to be a landlord is... Tenants cannot pay you for many, many months before you can finally evict them in Ontario. It's a very difficult process. So that's a huge risk. Now, even if that happens, let's assume the apartment's empty. Um, you're paying, the, your son or daughter are paying $850 per month to live there. Well, that's comparable to what they'd be paying to rent an apartment somewhere else. So it's not great. It's not good. The other question is, would your son or daughter take an extra part-time job to make payments if they had to? So so there's an example of a building, and I just pulled it off realtor.ca. I didn't do a lot of digging. I did not visit the property. Remember, if you look at a property, you might look at 10 or 15 before you offer on one. And if you did offer on 10, you might get one offer accepted because we're going to go in at what we see the value as. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on value. How do you identify the value and how do you decide you know, what's a good price to pay for something. It's not what the agent tell you, tells you. It's not what it's listed for. It's the value that you see in that property using techniques and common sense strategies that we'll talk about, which is the same thing you'll do with stocks and some of the other investments we'll be talking about.
So in this case, let me summarize. The building's listed for $114,900. Your son or daughter are going to pick it up for $95,000, which, which actually might still be high. You might start significantly lower in the negotiation process. You'd find out why the person selling it. You'd find out the history of the building, and you'd do a great deal of other due diligence. But let's assume you pick it up, and you then your, your child then has that mortgage. Now, sometimes people say, well, how's my child going to qualify for that mortgage? And that's a significant issue today. Um, remember, if it's CMHE financing, uh, it means you're going to only put 5% down, or in this case, approximately $5,000. Um, but they will add an insurance premium to the price of the, of the building or the cost of your mortgage. So if you have a $95,000 mortgage with CMHC at, at 5% down, it's probably going to be closer to a $98,000, $99,000 mortgage because they're going to add that premium to the uh, mortgage, the cost of the mortgage or the amount of the mortgage. So please remember that the goal for your, your son or daughter is to pay this off as quickly as possible, but also to put in sweat equity. So I have no skills and so to do this kind of work, but I, I, I help with cleaning and painting, whatever you have to do. And you know your son or daughter may call on you or other family members or friends or somehow get this started. Now think about it, they're gonna be living in one of the apartments and renting the other out to make their payments. And basically, they'll be living free, which is what they're doing in your home. But in this case, they're on their own, they're independent, they're making decisions, they're starting to invest, and they have obligations. So when it comes time to, you know, how am I gonna spend my money? If they're at home and they're making 28,000 plus per year, and they're following the plan I talk about in the book, this should be something that's doable for them. Even if they set the goal today and you say in six months from now, let's let's buy a building. And as a parent, you may want to help them in some way. And we'll, we'll have a whole podcast talking about that. Because remember, you're not going to be simply transferring your, your responsibility from your basement to another building that you're going to have to worry about renting and, and payments and mortgages and all that. This needs to be their decision. This needs to be their step into adulthood. Now let's take a look at other cities, and I've I've had a, an agent in Toronto just for fun send me some listings, and I saw one for it was a um, triplex in a part of Toronto for around nine hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and I've asked for the for the numbers on that, the um, the breakdown of rents versus um, income and expenses, so that we can talk about you know, good and bad investments. This one in Chatham-Kent, you could argue, is not a great one because it's it's a bit out of town. It's just outside. I believe there is buses barely going there, so it's a little isolated. Um, the good news is it's, it's very affordable if you take out the taxes. Uh, I think the taxes are quite high for this, uh, for this building. The assumption as well is remember that it's not a D or E quality building. It's a C quality, which means the roof is solid, the structure is solid, it may need some repairs over time, but you still have, say, three or four years on the furnace. You have, you know, you have a pretty solid structure, but you're going to require some elbow grease and, and some creativity to make it a, an amazing place to rent. I strongly recommend that the lowest you go when you, you get involved in, in rental properties is B, B quality. Don't go, you don't want to leave this a C for very long. You want to bring it up to standard because eventually you can charge more rent a little bit but you'll have tenants for a longer period of time. And that's extremely important because people 
who you have for a longer period of time take take pride in their, it's almost as if ownership they they are, are pleased to be living in a place where a landlord also lives and and the other issue we're going to talk about now is management because property management is something you can farm out in other words you can hire someone else to do it for you but for your first purchase I strongly recommend that you do the management because you need to get those phone calls you need to look at ways to cut costs because property management generally can cost you anywhere from 10 to 25 percent of rent so if your rent is $850 you could be spending $150 per month on management fees alone that doesn't include the cost of the person to actually come and fix the problem that's just the cost for the company to monitor and then call the tradesperson to come in which you will pay extra for so this is another downside risk to owning this property when you have a tenant who may call regularly about this or that or being unhappy with this or that you're going to have to respond in a nice way you're going to have to make sure that you uh, you take care of things and that way you'll be able to or your child will be able to move on in their investment life and start uh, with some discipline and, and, and rigid kind of thinking about priorities now I'm also going to be looking at other cities and, and in many cities you wouldn't do this in so if you're living in Let's say you're listening to this podcast and you're, and you're, you're living in Hamilton and your 30-year-old is working at you know, a minimum wage job or just finished university and is only going to be making ten dollars or $20,000 a year. The question is, well, how do you do this? We will talk about that because it is a challenge, but still possible. You're going to have to look you know, f- even more deeply. It may take you a year to find that right property, but you will do it. So I'm... Dr. Henry Speck, this was a brief glimpse on buying a duplex in Chatham, Ontario. It's 53 Grand Avenue East. Have a look at it just for the sake of seeing what happens over time. I will track it as well. In future podcasts, I'll, I'll give you some information on what I hear from the, um, the agent, the real estate agent, about that property. And there was another property I looked at for $103,000 that was duplexable. And uh, I'll talk about that, too, on future podcasts. So remember, when you read my book, it's not just about real estate, but real estate is the foundation of the majority of the investments I recommend. And in my book, uh, my fictitious couple obviously did quite well with their investments. So let's, let's think about that. You need a foundation because the worst case scenario in this one, for example, is your son or daughter is living in this building um, and renting out the other now this building that uh, on 53 grand can also be according to the zoning a business where there's some type of business on the first floor and apartment on the second floor for so if your son or daughter um, are in any type of profession where they can work from home or even wanted to start something where they can provide some type of consulting or retail experience to the public this would also be a possible opportunity we haven't even discussed the tax benefits of owning this real estate and how that can help in reducing uh, taxable income. And I'm not an accountant, but we'll talk about that as well on future podcasts. Again, I'm Dr. Henry Speck. You have an amazing day. And please share this podcast with someone you know who may be you know, struggling with uh, an adult child that they're trying to encourage to leave their home. Or perhaps um, uh, your own child, you might ask them to, to have a listen. Talk soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice Podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 